The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 0111911. Are you sick and tired of dealing with the so-called new normal when we know there's nothing normal about it? How about dealing with the old normal for a change? Westside Auto Supply and Slow still offers the same old-school service they've been known for since 1946. They still offer the best quality auto parts, expert service, and the advice you deserve. Walking into Westside is like going back in time when the customer was king. With the latest technology and always competitive prices, Westside Auto Supply. Buy the best from the best. Oh, come on. Come on, you piece of junk. Come on, start, not again. Oh, let's see if the radio still works. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, there's, oh, that show Motor Mouse is on. Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing this beautiful, wet, beautiful, beautiful, wet. I like beautiful, wet. All right, I like it. Okay, so beautiful, wet. Saturday morning. Yes. So, if you have the time, the place, the space, the parts, the inclination, I'm here to help. I want to help you with your car problems, your car issues, your car concerns, your car, hmm. Like our signal said, the car things that make you go, hmm. I'm going to have to get that. I'm going to have to go and find Arsenio Hall saying that. Oh, I remember that all the time. That That and his index finger had to be three inches longer than mine. I swear the man had huge, huge hands. Okay. <laughs> Especially when he held his finger up number one. It was <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yeah. No. Great, great comedian and talk show host. I tell you, he, that was his calling, um, was that show. Um, anyway, we'll move on. I have a lot of echo in my head. I don't know why. Hmm. Um, oh, yeah. It just sounds odd this morning. How's um, that? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's better. Is yeah, that better? Like, yeah, I like that better. Okay, okay. cool. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Thankfully, we have you because I don't know. These uh, multitasking studios, I didn't catch that one little button that didn't get switched. Sorry about that. Because <laughs> it's, it's fine in my headphones. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. I don't know. <laughs> it matters in my headphones. That's the only thing that matters. <laughs> well, give us a call, 805-543-8830, and we can talk about your car questions. That's what I'm here for. You can text us on the Stahlberg Law KVE text line at 805-543-8830. Actually, we need to amend that, too, because Uh-oh. it's the Stolberg and Tatum text line. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So it, did it, they not switch it on your side? It just on says Stahlberg Law. Okay, make sure that. Yeah, Stolberg and Tatum text I, line. I, I, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've been busy and I haven't been listening to Dave at all. So he, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got that switched over there. I don't think I was able to listen to him all this week, which is really odd. I used to, used to hear a little bit of Dave. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the way to work or the way home, but this week was all com- jumbled up with other things, so I wasn't able to do that. <laughs> so we have maintenance, and I know I've been preaching maintenance forever. Maintenance, 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 um, but. You know, when it's stormy like this, it really does come down to, maintenance. yeah, making sure those tires are on and proper and mm-hmm. inflated properly. I found, what, three different cars that had at least 10 pounds low tire pressure this week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge, 10 pounds. Now, it is great. If you're mm-hmm. going to go out to the dunes, 
That's great. If you're going to cruise in the dunes, having 10, 20 pounds low tire pressure really will help yeah. get you better traction. Um, if you're going to go up the snow, man, the best traction I had was when my tires were at about five, eight pounds of pressure. Uh-huh. Actually, three, about, about three pounds of pressure gave me the best traction when I was up um, off-road in the snow. Um, alas, three to five PSI of pressure in your tires does not make it very conducive for fast travel. I mean, we're talking, we were breaking trail, so we were, you know, we'd get up to seven miles an hour uh, breaking trail. Ooh, um, <laughs> but when you're trying to drive down the freeway yeah. at 70, having tires that are 10 pounds low ends up putting you into the Ford Explorer category where the tire comes apart, tears up, and throws you into the ditch. Yeah. Um it's not safe. Let's not put it at up. all. So maintenance is huge. And even simple maintenance like tire pressure, oil levels, um, and oil condition. We had one in the shop. And, and I see this not as often mm-hmm. as I think probably others do. But um, this car is in the shop right now with a check engine light. And uh, I checked oil. It's full. It's foamy. I'm okay. So I bring it in the shop to, to uh, look at it. Uh, to figure out what's going on with the check engine light, and I happen to look up at the sticker, and there's six thousand miles overdue on a five thousand mile interval. Yeah, I'm like, uh, uh, you might want to do the uh, oil. And so I pull codes and I start looking at at, at the, what the, why the check engine light's on, and they're oil related. Yeah, and I'm like, you you know, I, I'm not one to tell people what to do. Oh, I, say, I am the guy to tell you yeah, what to do. Yeah, you are. Um, so I am one to tell you what to do and don't do as I do, but do as I say. But if you change the oil 5,000 miles ago or 6,000 miles ago, you may not be here for a check engine light. Now, I can't guarantee that. Um, and with that particular car, there's a lot of sludging and it can be caused by service interval. And yeah. I... You'd be I, the guy. You'd be the guy to not tell somebody not to get up on a ladder on a pallet and work on something in their yard, and then fall on their head on a I, concrete I, slab. I don't know. You know that sounds like pretty funny stuff there. <laughs> you'd be the first person to tell them not to do it, and then <laughs> and then I'd be up there doing it. Uh, don't do it that yeah. way. Do it this way. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring that up. <laughs> I was not on top of a pallet. Yeah, I was okay. on top of a bobcat. <laughs> and I was being pretty safe. But alas, when you get dumped out of the bobcat, it's not a lot you can do. <laughs> it was just one of those things. <laughs> mistakes happen. Doesn't matter what you do, how you do it. The mistakes happen. Um, luckily, um, I'm almost, yeah, back to normal, I guess. As normal as I ever was. <laughs> But pushing off those oil changes and ignoring them and and uh, is is wow, it just it doesn't lead to a very happy life at least not car life. Um, bald rear tires, bald tires in general, but bald rear tires really make you make your car want to hydroplane and mm-hmm. and once it hydroplanes, you're basically on ice. I mean, you're not, but yeah. that water might as well be ice. And there's no control. It doesn't matter if you stab the brakes, if the analog brakes tur- turn on. If the doesn't matter what you do. At that point, it's too late. It's kind of like not seeing that car stopped in front of you. It doesn't matter how hard you push the brake pedal to start. The car is still going to go as far as the car is going to go. Mm-hmm. 
So maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. I'm I'm really trying to send that message home. And it's not just tires. It's not just oil change. It's it's. Um, well, it's, wow. it's that. It's a little, a little other things too, like your windshield wiper blades. Yeah, you might want to use those right now. Yeah, you're going to need them. You're going to need them. And even even washer fluid sometimes mm-hmm. because the windshield um, can get, let's say, mud on it. Let's say you go through a, a puddle and it splashes water up, and that water's got a bunch of mud in it. Yeah. And to wash, and, and and let's say it's just you are. It's just stopped raining, and it's just a little tiny sprinkle, not much, just a mist. And you drive through that mud puddle, it flies up on the uh, that mud flies up on the windshield, and now your wipers are trying to push through the mud. Well, having the washers work can help rinse that mud off and make it to where you can see again, and lower the chance of scratching the windshield, and extend the life of the wipers. And <clears throat> there's other stuff that goes with that. I've used the wipe uh, washer on several occasions to help assist. With the wipers, because the, uh, right when it first started raining, you know, the Jeep's been out there, the truck's been out there, and there's dust everywhere, and it's just a little bit of a uh, mist on there, and it's just made a mess, a yeah. muck. And so I'll use the washer to help clean that off. Mm-hmm. And how many people's cars, the washers don't work right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and there's a lot of, maybe we're over on that subject. We, we talk a lot about different oils and fluids and stuff like that for the washer uh, on cars. Are there different ones you're supposed to use, or is it all kind of the same fluid? I'm going to say thus far, I've never been to washer fluid class, but I know there's different ones out there. There's so the only two types I know of in top of my head is stuff you'd use around here, and then stuff with more uh, glycol or more anti-freezing agent you would use up in really cold climate. Okay, and. So if you're going to take your car and go to hang out someplace that's, you know, below zero, uh-huh. then you're going to want to use a different washer fluid than the stuff we would use around here because we're not too worried about getting down below zero. Right. I mean, it gets down to 17s in North County and, you know, but I don't it's know that they get below, below zero. zero. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also it's it's a matter of where you park your car, how long it sits between usage. You know, if you're sitting in the garage and you do believe, live in below zero, it's not, it's not a huge issue mm-hmm. because the garage is usually, you know, above zero. Yeah. <clears throat> if you have a carport, that makes it warmer. If you're using your car multiple times per day, that keeps that heat in there more. Mm-hmm. Um, if it sits for four weeks or four days, well, now that car is as ice cold as the outside, no matter what, and all the heat is gone. Yeah. And that can freeze, too. Uh, so, <clears throat> for me, I see a lot of very clear washer fluids, and in my head, that means you filled it up with tap water. Well, the problem with filling your washer fluid reservoir up with tap water is now whatever bacterias are in that water sit there and grow, yeah. and then it becomes a muck or a, a film. It kind of looks like a almost like a jellyfish type of thing or mm-hmm. a soap scum on the bottom of the washer fluid bottle where the pump is and it, and the pump screen gets plugged with that stuff and then your washer fluid doesn't work. Well, so now we have to pull the reservoir out, pull the screen out, pull the pump out, clean the reservoir, clean the pump screen and put it all back together again. You don't need any parts generally, but how much labor does it, is it involved in removing your washer fluid bottle? Well, some are really I, easy, some suck. Well, it, it seems to me too like 
that could be a problem because the freezing point of water is 32 degrees. So if you're down below, you know, if you're up in the North County, especially, oh, it, could uh, it, could, it could freeze up there. So, you know, what happens when water freezes, it expands. Oh, no. So it gets now it gets into the tubing for that. It's into the motor for it. It's frozen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but it breaks the motor. It can break the jug. Yeah. So uh, cracking. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. It could break the little spigots that the water comes out of maybe on the windshield. I don't it know. could. I've never seen it, but it could. And usually the this rubber hose that, that goes between, so that'll expand. But still, you I don't know. You could break the, the little T, the little plastic T. There's a bunch of things you could damage. And they're all relatively inexpensive, except some of those washer fluid nozzles are, are 30 bucks. Yeah. Each, and you have two. Well, if you have a rear wiper, you have three, and they're 30 bucks each. I'm like, and you're like, that's 30 bucks, Jason. Come on. That's a lot of money for me for just because I use water instead of, uh, instead of buying a gallon of wash fluid over at Westside for, I don't know, three bucks, two bucks, I'm replacing a $30 nozzle. Or I'm paying someone two hours, so, you know, 300 bucks to pull my washer fluid bottle to clean it out because, ah, it's just, it's just washer fluid, tap water, it's just water. Well, it is just water, 95% of it probably, but that 5% is the difference between Mm -hmm. just water and washer fluid or milk or iced tea or Mm -hmm. coffee. (laughs) Well, they're all the same, right? It's 95% water. No. (laughs) Well, I'm just wondering too, like, um, if, if you bust the little pump that pushes it through, um, where is that in the car? Well, what, what where is the it until to, to get to that, to get it in and get it out? So say it can be two, three hours. It, it can yeah. be ugly. Some of those are really buried. Some of them just clip out, pop out, boom, two seconds, no big deal. But uh, my Jeep, you have to pull the inner fender, and then you have to figure out how to finagle it out. It is in there. Um, it's and not you may usually, have to pull the outer fender. It's not usually a part you're replacing. Uh-uh. Really. No, maybe you may fix that one time in a car's life or never. So it's not like they put it in a really cool, easy to get to place. Right. So, and I'm not, it's not all of them. If this is, you know, it depends on year, make, model, car. And I can guarantee I don't know 99% of them. Yeah. Uh, but I guarantee I can change out 99% of them. But once again, if we do a little maintenance, then we may never have to pull it out, which would be awesome because that's a, that's a, that's a, repair you don't pay for that you just drive and enjoy and we have a there's another customer has a motorhome and it's a beautiful little small little mini home a little class c i think it is um and a beautiful little one person unit i mean it's great you're one person it's really really small but it's also the size of a van so you can take it literally everywhere grocery store wherever you and be able to live in it and um she has this horrible whine coming out of the rear differential because one of the bearings has gone bad. And I can tell you right now, I'll bet money that bearing's gone bad because it's a, let's say, 2,000-ish motorhome that no one's ever changed the rear differential fluid because it's only got 45,000 miles on it. The fluid should be good for at least 90 well, yes, if you put 90000 in the first five years, it would probably have been fine. <laughs> uh, okay, so Terry's texting in that um, plus 32 degrees washer flush is the only legal one in California. You can't get the 20 degrees one. Oh, okay. Because environmental reasons or because of color yeah. or because sure. there's a mandate because the manufacturer lives in California. I, this The ridiculous... 
<clears throat> Could you the order it absolute, online, I wonder? I, I would imagine. I mean, yeah. it's from the right website. I'm mm-hmm. sure that one that starts in A, you probably can't order from. Yeah. But I, I, the laws we have in this country that we generate in this country, the laws, the rules that come with fines, because very few more laws anymore because they're not passed by the right agency to make them a law. The rules and fines that come with them in this state are absolutely ridiculous. I swear we hire one person a day to create these stupid things. <laughs> Probably. I, I, and, and Now, another thing I noticed, too, is uh, um, headlights, too. We've talked about headlights a lot. Okay, driving in this morning, it's raining. The guy's got his windshield wipers on. No headlights. Yeah. I see your car, buddy, but you're only about 30 feet away from me. Yeah. It, no. And and also um, headlight maintenance because okay um, I think some people confuse the running lights with their actual headlights and they think that their headlights are on but they're not it's those mm-hmm. little red light running lights that come on in the day but um, I was driving up from Santa Barbara before all this rain I mean we had it was raining but before this major thing we had last week. And um, the guy, oh, your mic is like way down. Uh, the, the the mic, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the, um, the mic, I'm getting the mic in the headlight. The, the, no headlights on. Yeah. Here I am. I mean, people are even flashing the headlights. Hey, dude. Yeah, I saw one down the freeway the other day when we were coming home. No. Yeah. You're barely visible. You might be able to see fine, but you're barely visible. And there was one guy, too, that had one headlight on, one headlight off, which means, okay, the headlights are on. Did you not notice that the passenger side is a lot darker than the driver's side? (laughs) Some people don't notice. I I have several people come in and say, you got a headlight out. Really? I hadn't noticed. Really? You have one headlight missing? Half of your light is missing? You didn't notice. And they just don't. It, some With the newer cars, depending on where they drive, you know, if you're in town a lot. I've seen a lot of in-town cars with the headlights off in the middle of the night, but they're driving on a well-lit road, and they don't notice. Um, I, I We are actually, uh, Matt, um, the old host of the show, he actually asked, he's got a new car that the headlights come on automatically all the time, and he's got his old truck. And we are putting a uh, module in that basically turns the headlights on whenever the ignition's on so that he doesn't have to worry about it because he forgets and doesn't think about it. And then we're putting new headlights in. He's like, he comes in, he goes, you know, I was going to put new headlight bulbs in my truck and I realize that I don't know how to get the headlights out to put the bulbs in. And his is one of those odd ones. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, yeah, no problem, Matt. So, so we bring it to the shop there and, and uh, I go to check and see what's going on. And sure enough, one side's dead. The other one works. Okay. So I go to yeah. remove the, the bulbs to, I got to remove the lens to remove the bulbs. And all of a sudden, I move it just right in here. I look in, and, and it's a little fish bowl. It's got a half full of water. Oh, yes. I'm like, well, Matt's getting brand new light assemblies with new bulbs. Yeah. <laughs> he's out there in the canyon. He yes. And he's he said he's got like 27 inches or whatever in his canyon or whatever. You know, where he's at in the canyon. The rain. Of rain, wow. yeah, because of the way the canyon works there. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, it's, it's it's really cool, and uh, his pond is over full. He said he's got a little tiny pond there, and it's over full, and mm. <laughs> he's got to pump it out. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but here we are. He's got his headlights were fogged. I'm like, well, we probably should clean them. 
And then once, like, well, once you got it full of water, I, okay, we're done. We just put new new lenses in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one was half full of water, and the other one had some moisture on the inside. I'm, well, we're wasting our time fixing this or trying to clean this. Let's just yeah. get new ones. And that's what we did. We ordered new ones for them. Um, the, so headlights are huge. And, and, and what I was basically trying to say is that we can, you can go on on to I'll bet Westside can order them for you, uh, but you can get headlight modules uh, that will turn your headlights automatically with the ignition on. I mean, realistically, you could run a wire from the ignition switch to the headlights, and they're on no matter what. But um, you can definitely turn one to set it up to where it will work like that. And well, doesn't that become a wouldn't that become a key off draw though? Well, no, because once the key's off, there's no headlights. Because there's no power, the headlights okay. turn off. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. You don't um, technically need to module. You can just run a wire. I don't know the negative side. You'll never be able to run stealth mode. In other words, mm-hmm. you'd never be able to run without your headlights. Um, you have to get the right wire because the headlights do draw a lot. So, mm-hmm. or you could do a relay, and that would probably be the best thing is if you took and if you put a relay in and you excite the relay with the ignition, and then ran the relay to run the headlights. That would be the best way to do it yeah yeah my truck's worse than that <clears throat> i turn on his mic there my truck okay so your truck's worse okay sorry Jason's my dad's down. here with Jason's me dad in the studio <laughs> it the dash lights come on like in a foggy day right but with the, the daytime running lights on. on you think well my dash yep. lights on the headlights are on yep no so my on my old Ford, it has a little light sensor on the dash that tells it when the when uh, when it go when it becomes nighttime. So then it'll automatically turn the headlights on. Well, I want the headlights on all the time. So what I did was I just covered the light sensor, and I have the I have the lights on automatic, and I just cover the light sensor, oh, and then I, and then I don't have to worry about turning the headlights on and off. They're always on because the light sensor's covered, unless my little cover slides. My cover is a sticker from I don't know off road shop or something, and it, I, it was on my dash. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna put that over the sensor, and then if I go around a turn too fast or something mm-hmm. happens or I clean the windshield, clean the dash or whatever, then my sticker moves. But that's all I've done is I, you could put a piece of black tape over it, some nail polish, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it because I can still turn the headlights on and off manually, but in automatic yeah. mode, they're always on, which I love. One other little thing of maintenance, too, if you don't mind if I bring it up, too, is like when you're, and especially in a rain like this, when you're, um, especially, I don't know if it's necessarily more with older cars, but um, I had a car one time and, you know, the, the leaves had blown down and I didn't really think about it. Okay, you know, the leaves stuck to the windshield because it's raining and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, I, I, um, the leaf disappeared and I thought, well, it just blew off. Well, no, what happened is it went down into the, into the window, into the door. And, um, it, I didn't think much about it. But then a day or so later, uh, I opened my door and a slosh, slosh, slosh. What happened was that leaf went down in there and plugged up the drain hole that's at the bottom of the door for the water to get out. The water yep. that does get in there. Right, that goes there's, past the there's, there's, there's a channel in there in older cars. All cars. Yeah, that can get plugged up. Yep. So if you get leaves and stuff on your windshield, you want to brush them off. You don't want to just let the, oh, the nature will take care of it. You want to get them off, I would think. Um, and the way that I got that 
Um, I really had to, I had to uh, get into a, well, it, was, it had stopped raining. I had to take off the door panel yep. on the inside. I had to get a little um, ice pick or something like mm-hmm. that and go up there and get the, get the channel open. Mm-hmm. And then I actually had to clean the door out mm-hmm. because the stuff is still in there. Yep. So, Otherwise, it just replugs less the next time it replugs. So, just general, just I mean, you get leaves on your car, just wipe them off before you go anywhere. It might help you from having to take your door apart. And, and you know, the, for me, trees, oh, trees were a godsend growing up in the valley because it would get to be 115. So, if you ever find a tree to park under, then that way your car doesn't turn to be 150 inside. And you just have to worry about the outside air temperature under a tree. Actually, it's probably a little cooler because the tree absorbs so much of the heat, uh, depending on the size of the tree. But anymore, trees are... I, I try to almost not park under a tree because if you're a person that has a beautiful tree to park under, mm-hmm. whether during the day or at night, whatever, <clears throat> the problem is the leaves come, the leaves, leaves come down, hit the windshield, slide into the cowling between the hood and the windshield, yeah. and plug that up. The birds mm-hmm. come in, defecate, uh-huh. yeah. and that now, now uh-huh. can... Etch your problem. paint. The acids in their in their feces can def, to, yeah. can etch your paint. Um, they can make it hard for the windshield wipers to clean properly, and they smear a lot of stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I do a, sometimes I I will well I can tell when people park under trees because when I lift the hood to do a smog, let's yeah. say the front plastic cowling's full of leaves. Yeah, <clears throat> sometimes those leaves can get through. And if you don't have, if you're an older car or you don't have a cabin air filter, the cabin air filter, uh, uh, the leaves go down into the blower motor. And I've got one in the shop right now. The blower motor, when you get up to about, oh, I don't know, let's say three from one to four, uh, the whole dash vibrates. Yeah. Well, if it's a foggy day or something and I need to clean that windshield, I'm on number four, the whole car is going to vibrate and it, it hurts inside my head. Yeah. And it's it's like having loud bass music going on inside your car. Um, we have a lot of problems with that, with our st- radio station vehicles because they don't go somewhere every day. They sit here in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. You can look out our window and see them here basically all the time. And, um, you know, but they'll go out once once a week or something like that, a couple times a month. But normally they're in the parking lot and they're having these big trees dropping leaves. Yep. <laughs> and um, so... You know, when I when I take them out, I just kind of try to scoop all that stuff out of there because yeah. it just causes issues. Yeah. Mold, mm-hmm. you know, like right now. So let's say you parked under a tree all summer <clears throat> and through the fall. And now we get the rain. Now yeah. the rain and the leaves sit there and the, and the bacteria is in the normal growth stuff that decays the, <clears throat> the break down the leaves to go back into the soil. is sitting there doing that on your dash, on your <laughs> cowling. And now you turn the heater on or the fan on and it draws the air through all that stuff. <clears throat> so now you're eating a drink uh, eating you're breathing all that mold and everything and you go well i got a cabin air filter well cabin air filters do filter out a lot of stuff but mold is not one of them it's not hypoallergenic sealant there's you would not get very much you have to have a separate fan to blow air through the cabin air filter into your car to operate if you did that the cabin air filter is mostly for large large dust particles and you know bird feathers and that kind of stuff leaves and and it's amazing how many leaves those cabin air filters trap 
after you go through the plastic grate on the top of your uh, um, uh, on on that um, cowling. So anyway, we need to take a break. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm going to say here also. Um, we do have a text, but we'll get to that <clears throat> after the break. Okay. Um, the West Side here, we we uh, <laughs> those guys are just phenomenal. There, there's so many different make model car. You okay? Well, of course, Jason, there's lots of, but we have computers for that. <clears throat> and now you put upon you add on how many different variances there are for your make model car. Let's see, 2014 Ford F one fifty. Let's see. We have the strip two-door base with roll-up windows and a standard transmission, all the way to the lightning. Uh, well, now not then, but we had we have. Uh, oh, I'm going to say the uh, Harley Davidson edition. I don't know if they had that in 2014 or not. Um, we have all the way to the Raptor crew cab, four-wheel drive, luxury model with leather and sunroof in these different trucks. What's yours have? <clears throat> Do you think the the front brakes on the Raptor are the same as the front brakes on the stripped F one fifty standard cab V six four cylinder whatever? You think it's the same front brake pads? You think the same front rotors? I don't think so. <clears throat> How about the uh, the crew cab loaded? Well, <clears throat> if you don't, if you're not driving that particular model, you're driving a different model. There's still probably at least two engine options, and then sometimes that comes with different brake options and different transmission fluid options, depending depending on the transmission. We had a Jeep in, and it depended whether it had a the rear differential fluid depended was was dependent upon whether it was a um, whether you had a tow package or not. Mm. That was a Jeep Wrangler. Well, if you Jeep Wrangler with tow package, it takes this fluid. Jeep Wrangler without a tow package, it takes other fluid. Yeah. So Westside has the ability to look, see, and address those things because those bo- those boys have been there a long time doing this, and they have seen ninety nine percent of anything you bring to them. These are not eighteen year old kids that have been. I've been doing this for five months now. I know what there. I know everything yeah. there is. <laughs> <clears throat> They've been doing this a long time, and they really do help and and make your life easier. Yeah, especially you know because majority of us are not doing this every day. We're going and go. Well, you know what? Mom's car needs brakes. I need to get brakes in mom's car. Let me go to town so I can get brakes and and get her fixed up. Well, you go to West Side and you go and you get the parts you need and you do a brake job and you look your mom's hero and yeah. all the kids are like oh. Dad's awesome, or vice versa. Dad's like, "Wow, mom, you kick butt. You're doing all the repairs from now on." Mm-hmm. Um, you go to the other places and you get your first set, and that doesn't fit right. Wonder what happened? Well, that's kind of odd. Well, let me go back and ask the guy. Well, I don't know. Let's try this other thing, and you put it back on. Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, that's kind of weird. Oh, that that shouldn't happen that way. What's going on here? And <clears throat> two days later. You're on the tow truck having it towed to the shop because it doesn't fit right and I understand why. And they go, oh, and then you go to the shop and then they call Westside and they go, oh, no, yours is that one that it was a split in the year and they oopsed and you're the month that was weird. So, no, I know what we need to do. We'll get this and bang, they go together and you go, well, I could have done that. <laughs> and you could have had you gone to Westside Auto Supply. <laughs> All right. Should we get to the break? Here? Let's go. All right. Going back to 19, well, I'm not sure, the 1960s, I would guess. Um, this is actually um, by the Turtles. They're a group from the 
from the 60s and 70s. And they're singing this commercial for the Chevrolet Camaro. Are you a big turtle fan? <laughs> no, not big. Oh, no, you're not, not a big, big turtle fan? All anyway. right. <laughs> anyway, the turtles, uh, the Chevrolet car. Cool. Fisher and Are you sick and tired of dealing with the so-called new normal when we know there's nothing normal about it? How about dealing with the old normal for a change? Westside Auto Supply and Slow still offers the same old-school service they've been known for since 1946. They still offer the best quality auto parts, expert service, and the advice you deserve. Walking into Westside is like going back in time when the customer was king. With the latest technology and always competitive prices, Westside Auto Supply. Buy the best from the best. Absolute Auto Tech in San Luis Obispo wants to extend thanks to all of their loyal customers over the years. Drive safe on the roads and take the time to maintain your automobiles. You can count on Absolute Auto Tech for high quality repairs for your safety and safe driving needs. Absolute Auto Tech has been performing auto repair services since 1997 at the corner of Sacramento Drive and Capitolio Way in San Luis Obispo. Come by or call 547-1062. That's 547 Ten sixty-two. A super tramp for your Saturday morning here. I like it. It's raining. Yeah. rainy song. I like that. <laughs> it's kind of nice. We forgot what the rain was like here in San Luis Obispo. <laughs> After not having to rain for 12 months or 10 months or whatever it was. <laughs> it's kind of nice. I kind of like the rain. <laughs> People yeah. come in, I'm done with the rain. I'm like, shut your mouth. You shut up now. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So we got a call coming through, but I also have a... Um, uh, text off the Stolberg and Tatum text line saying, uh, for Jason, a quote from Paul Harvey, why do we need hundreds of laws to enforce the original 10? <laughs> <laughs> why can't laws make sense? Why can't we go so, to court and and it just it be what happened and legal precedence and, and logic instead of the theory or the idea or I, let's, let's, let's don't go down that path. Cause I will be frustrated again and I'll start going off. Um, uh, uh, you know, the, the, um, my dad was talking about the stop, start cars that, uh, we are <clears throat> a lot of new car owners are forced to be 
driving. And a lot of them have ways around it. You can turn this on or turn that off. And usually the owner's manual, it doesn't tell you how to make it not work. It tells you why it's not working. So if, if you were saying my stop start car doesn't do that, there's a whole list of things that say, well, if this is on or if you're doing this or you're doing that, these are why it's not working. So if you flip that around, that same list is why how do you stop how you stop it from doing that and if you are driving as intended in other words you come to a stop sign and you park you stop the engine shuts off and then when you the when the light turns green or your turn you pull forward then it'll work fine if you're one of those people that comes up to a stop sign a stoplight and stops and then inches forward and then inches another foot forward, and inches another foot forward, you're going to find that that stop-start feature is going to be very annoying, and it's going to wear out really fast if you're just inching forward constantly. Uh, And if you are driving one of those new cars, you're going to want to come to a stop and stay stopped. And whether you got used to it and it's not annoying or you don't notice it anymore, you're still wearing out all those components really fast, kind of like the old Chevys. The, the transmission, the old, oh, what was that? I can't remember the name of it, but uh, the old Chevy trucks where they had the Hunt transmission where it was constantly trying to find the right gear. Well, you could go up the great, Quest of Grade and it could change gears 30 times. Well, that's a truck you need to change it manually and force it to hold the gear because otherwise, a f- few months of driving up the Quest of Grade, your transmission's all worn out because all it's doing is hunting the con- all, constantly. Mm-hmm. So... Those trucks had a lot of problems when you start modifying or not driving them correctly, and stop-start cards can do the same thing. So we have Mr. Science this morning. Good morning. How are you Good doing morning. this morning? Good morning. Well, you wanted to get on a different path. I'm happy to get you on a different path. <laughs> all right. I'm going to come back to when you're talking about having the headlights on all the time. How standard these days are the LED headlights? Not stock. It's not very common. Some of the newer cars have it, but I'm going to say 2015 and older, it was not very common. Because is it uh, there? There are though bulbs available if somebody wanted to switch them out. Correct. Yes, you can buy them. Yes. Because I'm thinking, if you're going to leave the headlights on all the time, it makes sense to put a bulb in that uses less power. Yes. The problem with LED headlights that I have seen, and not not all across the board, but just some, is that the bulb doesn't use much power, but the it it um, it creates a lot of heat. And some of the new LEDs, the high-intensity LEDs, actually use a lot of power. Mm, And they create a lot of heat. And some of them have these huge heat sinks to kind of take away that heat from the bulb so it doesn't burn up because it's sitting in a plastic housing. That seems to defeat the purpose of getting the LED bulb in the first place. Yes, Save sir. Save your battery. Yes, sir. Yeah, the lot of, and and the the new um, I think they call them laser LED. The newer mm. ones are super powerful, and they and they can really reach out and put a lot of power out. But they create a tremendous amount of heat, just like a regular incandescent light bulb. Wow, interesting. So I, I don't I, I and the manufacturers have drugged their feet a lot because of all the issues. Um, it's funny. I always thought, wow, a Prius, you know, the energy efficiency, and they'll sit down and use LEDs for the the uh, on the early ones. They would use LEDs for, let's say, the brake lights, but the running lights were all incandescent bulbs. I'm like, well, but you don't use the brake lights nearly as much as you use the rest of it. Well, yeah, and I could see an LED say for a dome light 
Yeah. Things like that, mm-hmm. little things that don't use a huge amount of power, but there are nice small LEDs for that purpose. And, and, and if dome light goes out or has a problem or whatever, then it's not a big issue. And it's not putting a lot of heat. But right. that, that's been my biggest problem. with. I've seen a lot of people modify their headlights, and there's been a lot of problems because hmm. the quality doesn't necessarily there. And when you sit down and go, wow, I can go put brand new, incredible LED headlights, and they're 300 bucks, you go, I don't know if I want to spend $300 on two LED headlights. Mm-hmm. When, when, when down the street there's one for $28, you go, oh, I'll buy those. And then they constantly have problems because they don't have the quality built into them. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, well, thank you. And I was the one who uh, turned Jim on to the Turtles song one oh, time. Oh, thank you, Alan. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I love that one. <laughs> it's a great song. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in. That's awesome. Thank you, Alan. So we do have another text in here, too, and I'm not exactly sure what this is alluding to. Uh, off the Stolberg and Tatum text line, the three R's, respect self, respect others, respect property. Hmm. Okay, I like that. That could be alluding to the way you're driving, the way you're yeah. you're uh, treating other drivers on the road, yep. the way you're That's part um, of that headline driving thing. around in this terrible weather that... You're going around road closed signs when you should not be going around road closed signs. I saw that going home here from here um, on Orchid Road, and there there's uh, one area. I was out on Orchid Road. I was just going to go home that way back to Rio Grande uh, on Thursday, and I didn't notice. I didn't know that the road was closed. So I get past Tang Farm, and I see a road closed ahead sign, and I'm like, okay, let's turn around, and go back to Tang Farm. Go down 227, even though there's a lot more traffic on it, uh, and respect the fact that the road is closed for some reason. And um, I said, I saw probably five or ten cars just go right around that sign behind me. And it turns out that there's a culvert or some sort of little bridge out there in danger of failing because of the weather. So the county has closed the road. Now, would you rather go through and have that culvert or bridge fail while you're driving across it? Or would you rather take a little bit longer to get home on 227? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got a Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, my Magnum is pretty low to the ground. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you know? Right. And we had some people die because, you know, not the one in Tascadero or Paso, San Miguel. That was kind of, they hadn't put up the signs yet. But the people up at Avila. The lady died because she went around a road close sign. So, you know, just saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's okay. my thoughts. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, my brain goes a different direction, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm good with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go back to okay. <laughs> We're going to go back to maintenance again. All right. My uh, my thought was the other day, maintenance is the best way to stay out of my shop. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, wait a second, I'm in your shop doing maintenance. You're right. But um, the best way to stay out of doing repairs yeah. in the shop is to keep up on the maintenance. And and Honda and Mercedes proved that a thousand years ago. And then we changed our minds in this country and decided replacing a car is much more environmentally friendly than maintaining a car which I think is this most acidized, ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Um, I, I don't know why. I do know why. It is much more profitable for the politicians and the manufacturers to replace a component than to repair a component. 
because, uh, you know, if the manufacturers are making more money, then they can afford to donate more money to the politicians' fun- financing. Yeah. Um, and since our politicians are doing really well for themselves, I want to say someone told me that uh, our one of our ex-presidents went from being a very poor man to living in Martha's Vineyard during his tenure as <clears throat> our leader. And another man that's the tenure and our, and our leader has made himself very, very wealthy as a politician. Um, so uh, there must be something to that. Yeah. Just like the drought thing, uh, my brother was telling me that the water company, the people that sell the, the, the uh, lake water in the valley to the farmers, want more now for the runoff because they're, 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 Taking the lakes are getting full so fast right now with all the rain and everything that they're taking that water and they and they run it and they get rid of it to, to drop the dam down, the, the, the drop the water level in the lakes down so that they have water uh, availability and a spot for the snow when it runs off. Yeah. So what do they call that? It's what do they call that runoff? Um, Emergency runoff. Emergency runoff. Okay. So this emergency runoff water is water they just need to get rid of because we have to have room for the snowpack. Right. And Usually, they put it out and they go, you know, farmers, whatever you want, do whatever you want with it because we got to do something with it. Yeah. Um, they've decided this year that they want to charge more than the summer rate, the standard rate, than for this free water that they have to figure out something to do with than they normally would. <laughs> and um, they're all, and, and the farmers are like, huh? This is this is water you're trying to get rid of, and you want to charge us more than the regular water. What what, what kind of BS is this? And I, I, I it's it's like well, there must be a lot of money to be made to call it a drought, and they don't want to keep calling it a drought. They get rid of all this water, and now the lakes are low, so it's called, still called a drought. I, I I don't understand the concept. I would love it if someone sit down and straighten me out because this is ridiculous. I mean. Don't get me wrong, we all have to make money, but do we all have to make it today? Do we have to make our retirement fund this afternoon? Uh, <clears throat> we could do this really weird thing I heard of, and, and somebody talked to me about this, and this called work for your you know, living uh, so you can continue on. We don't all have to be, what's the kid that got in trouble uh, it was on top. It was on Forbes magazine. All I see is this doofus with brown oh, hair. Sam Bankman Freed. Yeah, we don't all have to be that guy. You know, we could all actually just work for a living and then retire and enjoy <laughs> their retirement. Like I don't know, my hero next to me here. Um, <laughs> all right, Doug from Earl Grandy. How you doing this morning, Doug? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jason. And um, I got a real quick question on uh, headlights uh, for an older vehicle. I've got a '73. Dodge van, and I want to replace the standard headlights with something that draws less power, like an LED. Hmm. Well, you can, or, but why? And, why do you care? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, trying to be sarcastic. Well, because I I don't drive very much, and I should probably get a newer battery, but it um, I can you know it's got it's got an ammeter gauge. And at night, I can not, unless I'm just cruising on the highway, um, because it probably needs to be charged more. Um, you know, the headlights dim and everything. But um, I was just thinking, I don't think the the alternator is putting out enough to drive it at 
you know, with the headlights on. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so it should. Okay, so this is the thing. Um, LEDs do not like low voltage. So if, if uh, and, and Dodge in those years did not have very good charging systems, honestly. Um, uh-huh. But the, if you had LEDs on there, let's say, that drew less power, but the alternator didn't charge much at idle, so now your voltage went from, let's say, 13.5 down to 11.7, I mean, 12.7, then the LEDs would flicker and act weird and would be odd. Uh-oh. What I would recommend I is getting a, a trickle charger or a battery maintainer to make sure the battery is only fully charged if you can you know if you can find some place to plug it in or an L, or a solar panel or sure. um what i would recommend is going with a different type of alternator and west side should be able to help you find a different style alternator or a larger capacity alternator so let's say yours is a 60 amp they might be able to get you into a 80 amp alternator and i think that would be a better option there okay. there they do make high quality um uh housings so you take out your bulbs your glass bulbs and they make a plastic insert that replaces that and then you can put a new style um well newer style uh snap-in type replacement bulb inside that housing which will give you better light and it won't bother you so much i believe i think that would be uh-huh. the, that's the direction i would go an out, a better output alternator or even <clears throat> excuse me dave over at uh, D, uh west side he may be able to modify your regulator to make it charge better lower at, at lower rpm um there's there's a bunch of different things you can do for that stuff because uh-huh. you're not the first person that's had this problem yeah, because that's what's that's what the problem is when you're coming up to a stop sign or light and the idle goes down, it's not char- it's not putting out enough. Right, and then you may be able to <clears throat> adjust your idle up a little bit. You know, the idle stop on the throttle, you may be able to adjust it up a little bit if it comes up another hundred RPM or you know two hundred mm-hmm. RPM. That may be a big difference on the alternator too. Okay, and that may be the cheapest, easiest thing first is just crawl, you know, pull the pull the doghouse or whatever, and get in there and just give that idle screw a, a quarter turn and see if that cures most of your problems. All right, and uh, yeah, I'll check with uh, Steve down there at uh, West Side. Uh, that's why I would I do, just, and those guys will I get you wanna... fixed up. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I was I was interrupting you. Sorry. No, you go ahead. I was just saying, those guys will get you fixed up. They will get you. They will. They will uh, send you down the right path. Yeah, he's been really good to me, and um, also I wanted to thank uh, Jim and whoever got that turtles um, commercial. <laughs> well, that I'm was great. To find more turtles, apparently. <laughs> Mister Science like it, and Doug's likes it. Wow. I, more I guess, turtles. Yeah, more turtles. More of the turtles. All right, sounds good, Doug. Paul we'll, Rivera, we'll the Raiders, it. the turtles. Yeah, hey, we have to get those yeah. in there, huh? Yep. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for calling You're in, welcome. Doug. Thank you. And, and you know, D- Doug's Doug's problem is not—he's not alone. Most a lot of cars back in those days did not produce a lot of power at idle. Uh, but I found that the LEDs—they can really do a lot of flickering and whatnot when you get down below 13 volts, and they really—they can act really odd. And and part of his problem may be. Um, you know, the, the electrical is old in that. The old switches are old. And what I've done in the past, too, is just put a, a relay in. And now the headlight switch tells the relay to turn on. And then the relay goes from the battery through the relay and then directly to the headlights. And that gives them a, 
a higher voltage at the bulb. Mm -hmm. Then the other thing I've seen is the ground wires get old and corroded and they don't ground properly. And you start looking at voltage on one of those, you could lose a, a volt and a half or a volt on the ground side. And then you could lose a volt or more on the positive side. So even though the, the alternator is charging at 13 volts, your battery, your lights only have 11 volts to them, you know, available. Mm -hmm. And the connectors on the back of the bulbs, they go bad. There's a bunch of different things that can happen on these older vehicles because I don't know. They were meant to last five years, and they're 40 years old. <laughs> or more. A 73, right. <laughs> 73 van is about... Almost 50 years Yeah, old. and I'm not saying throw away the van. I'm not saying they're not usable. I'm saying we have to do more repair, mm -hmm. more maintenance, because we've moved beyond its service life. Yeah. And I, I've seen that on a lot of trucks now, a lot of cars. Is I know i, I got to roll this. i got to wind it up. Is that the older they get, the less we want to put into them, the less maintenance we want to do. And it's actually the opposite. It's kind of like us. Uh -huh. When I was 18, I did, what did I need? Shit, I need vitamins. I didn't need any of this stuff. Shoot, I gave me some, some fast food, and I was rolling. Nowadays, I need a lot more healthy stuff and a lot more stretching and exercise and, and other stuff to keep me up and running smooth mm -hmm. same thing with our older cars they need a lot more maintenance a lot more repair and especially if they're left outside don't get rid of them i'm not saying get rid of them no <laughs> god no it's still cheaper yeah. to keep them yeah um but it, it it really can overwhelm and it and it can get you frustrated and i just want to make sure if you come to that mindset you come out happy and positive mm -hmm. so i really had a lot of fun today that was a good show, Thanks actually. Thanks to my dad for coming in. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for everybody You're listening welcome. and calling in and texting. It was awesome. We had thank, a, thank a lot of fun. The, thank you for the compliments about the turtles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> enjoy the rain. And you know, it's like anything else. It's all about attitude. Take it. Enjoy the rain. I listen to it. Piddle paddle on the roof or or go play in your slicker and your umbrella or whatever. Just, just looking out our window right now. Boy, we're getting some rain here in yes, San Luis. Yes, we are. Yeah, it's great. So enjoy it and have fun with it and, and think about all the things that going to be lush and green here. Have yeah. a great weekend. Bye-bye now. All right. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.